Let us pray as we conclude our service. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, a couple of minutes ago, there was a statement by one of our, our, our students up here, our kids' choir, and said, uh, what's next? What now? I think that was the case. Maybe you didn't hear that. I think it's really important. I just want to tell you where we're going. I'm going to come up here, and I just want to open God's word. I want us to be encouraged by God's word of the sending of the greatest message in all of the world. That's King Jesus. Now, so what we're going to do, we're going to take a look at Luke chapter 2, and we're going to look at the good news that was given to the shepherds. And then after, we, after I speak for a couple of minutes, here or there, we're going to jump into about four more songs. I know you have kids. We're looking at this service with that in mind. And I just want to tell you, that's, that's where we're going. I, I know you and I are very similar. And that is that we are constantly bombarded with the balance between good news and bad news, right? And so there's bad news, there's good news, and we want good news. Now, now here's the deal. At Christmas time, we often look and have a tradition of looking at some of the most famous Christmas movies of all time, and we look at those movies and we say, what is the bad news? And I really hope that we get to the good news. Trust me, I am not putting Hallmark movies in this illustration. Amen. But we have the Christmas story. We have Ralphie. We have the bad news that his tongue is stuck to the pole and he has been told by Santa and he has been told by his mom that he cannot have the Red Rider carbine action 200 shot range model air rifle. That's bad news, isn't it? But you know what? There's good news at the end because guess what? Ralphie gets his gun there at the end. Well, there's Home Alone and good old Kevin McAllister. There's bad news. And bad news is, is that old Kevin, what's happened? He is left home alone. And then there are robbers that come. But here's the good news. The robbers are taken care of. And all he wanted was his family to be home for Christmas. And they were. So there's some good news. Then there is um, Good old Clark W. Griswold and Christmas Vacation. And good old Clark, the bad news is the jelly of the month subscription and no bonus check, right? But the good news is he gets the bonus check and they even give him an extra 20%. And then there's the bad news and uh, our good movie with Buddy the Elf. Let me just be honest, there is no bad news in Buddy Gale. There, there's no bad news there. We have the good news, of course, in Buddy the Elf is that he finds his dad. But here's what we are looking at in Luke chapter 2. We're looking at a group, an angel, who comes to shepherds that are tending their, their flocks at night. Now, you, you know that... The good news of Jesus is that he came to us. It's radically different than any other faith system in the world. Every other faith system in the world says, you come to me. Clean yourself up and come. And the God of the universe has says, no, 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 you can't do that. I'm going to come to you, and that's the good news. But in order to understand that good news in chapter 2, I want us to make sure that we're all on the same page, that we really understand the bad news, because it really helps us to understand the good news. 
And wherever you're coming from right now, whatever this year has dealt you, I want to make sure that we're on the same page, that we recognize that the worst news that we could ever hear in our entire life is Romans 3, 23, is that we are all have sinned and we have fallen short of the glory of God. That is bad news. It's even worse than that. There's nothing that we can do about it. Romans 6, 23 says, for the wages of sin is death. And so here we are stuck with some really bad news. But Luke chapter 2, and the sovereign God of the universe looks at humanity and says, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to rescue you. I'm not going to force you to come to me, but I'm going to rescue. And so here we pick it up in... um, in Luke chapter 2, and we've had that already read, and I'll refer to a couple of verses here and there. So we pick it up right now, and we have the bad news. And that bad news is, is that we're sinners, we can't do anything about it. And that bad news is even worse because we, we, we just, we're stuck. But again, it makes the good news so much more special. And I pray that as we go through Luke chapter 2 and we look at the shepherds, we look at how the shepherds responded to the good news. And I pray that at the end of the day, it would encourage you to respond the same way that the shepherds have responded to good news. Shepherds are sitting outside in their fields. And and just to, to sort of summarize here, shepherds are looked at in this time as homeless people. They are looked at the lowest class of humans that there are. They are not respected. They are not cared for. They are filthy workers. It's a dirty job, and somebody's got to do it. And even their testimony is not, it's not, you can't, it doesn't hold up in a court of law. If there's a conflict that's going on, and and a shepherd has a testimony, it cannot be used in civil cases. And here they are, the lowest of society sitting outside that night. And the question we have to ask is, how did they respond to the good news that the angel came to give them? The first thing that I want you to see is that they responded by placing faith in the king. By placing their faith in the king. What does it say here? Well, it says that they were standing out by the... By, the, uh, by their fields, and an angel shone around them, and they were afraid. They were actually puzzled. They were terrified. They were scared to death, and they did not speak. So the first thing that they responded, and how they responded by faith, is they simply listened. I don't know if you've had a conversation with your spouse or with your kids, but you're asking them the question, Are you listening to me? You're interrupting me. You're not listening to me. You don't hear me. The shepherds were standing by their fields at night. They did not respond, but they were listening to the angel tell them some great news, some good news of great joy that a Savior had been born for them. And they listened. They listened to it. And the interesting thing here is not only did they just listen to it, it's, it's, 
it's overwhelming to think that they are the ones that are getting this message. They're really puzzled. Like, why would you come and give this to us? Why would you speak to us? We don't matter. And the God of the universe is saying something radically different to them. And he's also saying something radically different to you and me. You matter. Because he came to them and he comes to us. Not only that, you're sitting there and you're thinking, well, well, what in the world did they do? They listened to him. They listened to the angel. And then there's this great big host that comes out and everybody starts singing. And they just look at each other and it's like, well, what do you think? And I, I don't know, what do you think? So, well, let, I believe. I believe what, what they're saying. And all of a sudden you sit there and you think, well, well let, let's go. Let's, let's check this out. Let's investigate. You know, sometimes we hear good news and we believe it. And sometimes good news needs to be verified and checked out. And that's a good thing. God is not scared of that investigation. As a matter of fact, he encourages that kind of investigation. Simply doesn't want us just to believe in and, and, and maybe just, we're not car salesmen. We're not trying to talk you into something. So here's where they, they look, is the, 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 sh the shepherds take a look and they have confidence in this great announcement. This news is so good that they believe it personally. They go and they check it out. They get there. What do they say? Well, you know What? There's a baby that's lying here with a mother and a, and, and, and a father. And, and it's, it's, it's exactly as the angels said to us. It's exactly what they said. And so how did they respond? As they responded in faith. Some perhaps believed right away and some investigated. But they believed. And then as a response to their belief, they went out by telling other people. Let's take a look in, in um, the next verse. It says, And they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph in the lobby. They found Mary and Joseph in the lobby. In the, 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 oh gosh. They found Mary and Joseph in the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, when they saw it, they made known the saying, that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. Hey, hey, they're up there. You, are, they, they leave the manger. They come up and they look at him and they look at other people, maybe other shepherds that weren't there. And they say, you are not going to believe what was said to us. You are not going to believe what was just told to us. You're not going to believe it, but I'm here to tell you, I saw it with my own eyes. I heard it with my own ears. It's unbelievable. And then maybe he looks at one of his friends and he says, hey, Asher, the other shepherd, that's him. Did, did you see that? Did you hear that? Yeah. Hey, Jedediah, what about you? I'm just making up, of course, these names right now. And he just says, hey, what about you? And he's like, man, I'm skeptical at first. I, I, I was a little skeptical. I was a little out of my comfort zone. So I wanted to go. I wanted to see it. And I'm telling you, I got there, and it's just as they said. 
you know what? They've been telling us for years that this child would come. And I got to tell you guys something. These are the shepherds, the lowest of society, running back and sitting there saying, you're not going to believe. It's just as he said. It's just as the prophets have said. It's just as the angel has said. He is here. This, this, this Savior, it's, it's good news. I believe. You believe? I, oh, I'm in. And they jumped right in. You're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe what I saw. He was born in a manger. He told them about it. They couldn't wrap their arms around it. They went and they told other people about it. I, I've got four kids. And I know it's crazy in today's world to have four kids. Okay? Two in college and two in high school. I also need to know, and maybe some of you have heard me say this before. But I, we did not find out what our children, whatever, it was boy or girl. We did not find out the sex when they were married. We, we, we were sitting there and we wanted to be surprised. And I got to tell you this right now. Thank the Lord for my wife who allowed me because I can't help but tell good news. And I just couldn't wait for my family to come in and say, it's a boy. Just scream it out loud. So here you got these shepherds. They're sitting in this flock. They're taking care of their sheep. They see this angel and this host, this heavenly host, and they're declaring the, 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 the Christ child that has been born in a manger. And their response was, they just wanted to talk about it. They just wanted to talk about it. Third thing I want you to see here is, is this. Third thing I'd like you to see is by... What is the next thing? How did they respond? They responded in faith. They responded by telling other people and they responded. The third way they responded is they responded by worshiping the king. So they went out and they told a bunch of people about this. And then verse 20, it says this. And the shepherds returned. Here's what they did. Glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and all they had seen and as it had been told to them, well, here are the shepherds. The shepherds did not worship their flocks. Here it is. It's unbelievable for a shepherd to leave his flock unattended. But this message was so good, they stopped and they said, we're going to leave the sheep right over here. And we're going to go figure out if this news is really good. They went. They found out it was good. They told other people. They came back. And what did they do? They worshiped. What does that mean? They gave worth to what they were worshiping, and that was the king. They worshiped what was told them. They worshiped the good news. They worshiped the king, Jesus, that had been sent and prophesied and told that he was going to come, and he did. You know what they didn't worship? They didn't worship themselves, and they didn't worship money, and they didn't worship their job, and they didn't worship their kids. They didn't worship their spouse. It says that they went back and they glorified God and they worshiped. Their hearts were overcome by the grace that was made available to them and recognize that that, guys, is good news. And when we understand the bad news, it makes that good news so much better. 
And the shepherds recognized that. They did. There's a guy by the name of Blaise Pascal, and he wrote a quote. He's a philosopher. He said this. He said, there is a God-sized, a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of every person, which cannot be filled by any created thing, but only by God the creator, made known through Jesus Christ. There's a God-sized vacuum, a God-sized hole in every single person's heart. And it can't be filled by anything else but King Jesus himself. And so many of us have that gap that's within our heart. And what we try to do is we try to fill that up. I'm guilty of that. We fill it up with stuff that does not complete and does not answer. Many of us tried to fill that gap up with a lot of different things. It is only Jesus that, is that, that has the ability to fill that gap that we have in our heart that we were born with. It is only Jesus that is the answer. It is only Jesus that is the good news. So how are we going to just, how, 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 do, we, how do we wrap this up? When we take a look at this message coming to the shepherds. We take a look at the message that's coming to the shepherds. This, this good news. I, I am not sure if, I'm not sure if all of the shepherds, I'm not sure if all the shepherds came to the manger that day. I, I don't, it's, it's not relevant. I mean, I'm not sure. Maybe some stayed back and like, no, nah, I don't believe. I'm not going. I'm not sure if, all of the shepherds went to the major, but here's what I am aware of. I'm aware that in this crowd right here, there are many of you that have heard this good news and you have come to the manger and you have embraced by faith and worshiped the king that was sent for you. You have recognized that it's bad news that you're a sinner and it is good news that Jesus has been sent and you personally have ascribed to the good news because you came to figure to the manger, to the Christ child, to the Savior. Again, I'm not sure of all of the shepherds, but I'm also aware that there are some of you in here today that you have not come to the manger like the shepherds. You have not responded to good news like the shepherds. And I, I want to give this quote to you, and I quote the angel who came and said, Be not afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. And then it's also been said, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Unto you a Savior has been born. I bring you good news. And so again, there's many of us in here today that we're saying, you know what, man, it was, I, I can tell you this, when I was 11 years old in Rexford, New York, in upstate New York, I remember very clearly that I heard Mrs. Thayer talk about King Jesus like I had never heard him talked about before. She did not mince words. She looked me in the face and said, Matt Rice, you're a sinner, and there's nothing you can do about it. She read to me Romans 3.23. 
And I remember her telling me, but I need you to know the good news is that Jesus came to fix that. And that's good news. I remember April 3rd, 1983 was the day that I said, that's good news and I want that good news. And I praise God for that day in my life. And perhaps maybe there are some of you in here today that you haven't responded to that good news because you're skeptical or you don't believe or you have lots of questions. And like I said before, Jesus is not scared of your questions. He's ready for all of them and any of them. But Ralphie may have gone and got the Red Rider Carbon Action 200-shot range model air rifle, and Kevin may have been reunited with his family, and Clark may have gotten the, the check plus a bonus, and then Buddy, er, and Buddy the Elf may have been reunited with the Father, but you and I have been given a Savior, and he is Christ the Lord, and there is no one like him. Not planned, I'm going to get real with you. Four years ago, my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. And two years later, many of you know this, and in 2021, was stricken with a terrible bout of depression and had to go away. And I want you to know that it was the worst news that I could possibly ever hear. But yesterday... At a doctor's appointment, she got good news and that she's now on a year treatment plan, not every six months. And God is delivering, is delivering us from that bout of depression. And what I want to tell you right now, whatever you're in here with, I need you to know it's good news that he came and he didn't just come for the shepherds. He came for us. For unto you a child is born, unto you a son is given. And so my question for you today is that Jesus, first, my statement is that Jesus is the good news of the Christmas story, period. Exclamation point. Jesus is the good news of the Christmas story. My question is, is how will you respond to the good news? You can ignore it. You can investigate it. Or plain and simple, while we sing these next four songs, you can accept it. It's extremely, extremely, God, I'm a sinner, and I need to be saved, and I ask you to save me. And over the next four songs, I'm just asking the king who sent you his one and only son, it is God in the flesh, to redeem us, to be the answer for the bad news that we're sinners so that we could be redeemed, that we could have life and have life eternal, and we could gather in this place, in this school, thankfully not outside, amen, and we can gather in this place and we can celebrate that there is good news in the world when the world has a lot of bad news. So you can ignore it, you can accept it, and you can, inv you can investigate it and you can accept it. If you have not, I would ask you and I would beg you over the next four songs, as the worship team comes out, I would encourage you, respond like the shepherds. Run in haste to the Savior. He was sent to save us from our sins. And that 
is really good news. It's really good news. I love you guys. Let me pray for us right now. Lord Jesus, I love you and I thank you for who you are. And I thank you for this opportunity that we have to teach, to pray, to sing about you. May our songs be an honor to you. May you be lifted up. May you be glorified. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen.